Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset, a packed and stacked 4 o'clock reset for you today, everything you need to know about what's going on in sports, starting locally with the Arizona Cardinals, now 2-4 and four after their embarrassing loss to Seattle yesterday, today we heard from head coach Cliff Kingsbury on Wolf and Luke where he was asked point blank if he feels like he's coaching for his job Thursday against the Saints. When you have a start like we have had offensively that Falk is, is going to be out there and you know quite frankly it, it should be. We should play better and we all know that. You know week in week out we, we feel like we're all kind of coaching for our job in this profession and we got to get better on offense. And then the question was asked would he consider relinquishing play calling going forward if he felt it would help? Definitely yeah whatever it takes to win whatever it takes to score points anything goes in this league and so we'll examine all avenues obviously in a short week that'd be tough to go by but we'll see how things go and whatever it takes to make us you know get better i'm all for it basically not this week but if we don't get it going this week i might have no choice but to give up the play calls we'll 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 see i i doubt you would do anything major like that with the short week with new orleans the game on thursday i doubt it yeah and of course we'll get into more detail on this uh, a little bit later in the very next segment we'll really dive into it but the cardinals today did trade for carolina panthers wide receiver robbie anderson in exchange reportedly for a 2024 sixth and a 2025 seventh. Of course, yesterday, Robbie Anderson was kicked out of his own game by his head coach, Steve Wilkes, Wilkes, who was upset that Robbie Anderson kept John with a coach on the sideline. And finally, Steve Wilkes said, get out of here. I don't want you here. It ramped up speculation Anderson would be available. He was. Cardinals went and got him. And part of the reason why, Marquise Hollywood Brown injured his foot yesterday. It was initially believed that his whole season was in jeopardy. But you're reporting what now? I'm hearing that they're hopeful they could get him back in six weeks. So they're hopeful that they could get him back in six weeks. It may not be a season-ending thing. But, yeah, you give up the two picks. Neither of those picks are next year, by the way, the 23 season. It's 24 and 25. And you get a player in Robbie Anderson who gives you size. He gives you speed. He's 6'3". They had a crowded wide receiver room in Carolina with D.J. Moore and Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, LaVishka, Chenault. They had a lot of guys, so he was very available to get rid of. Yep, in other injury news, Cliff Kingsbury revealed starting left guard Justin Pugh will miss the rest of the season with an ACL injury. Knew it right away. Guy takes off his helmet like that when he gets hurt. You know it's bad. And then on a transactional note, the Cardinals officially activated wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to the 53-man as expected. They made room by cutting kicker Matt Amendola. Uh, Matt, we barely knew you, Matt. <laughs> we barely, we barely knew did. For the Suns, and they had a big day today. 3 o'clock was the deadline for a Cam Johnson rookie extension, and they did not reach one, meaning just like DeAndre Ayton, he will become a restricted free agent next summer. Yeah, they had the decision the other day where they waived uh, Timothy Lowell, Cabrero, and, and Adonis Arms and Sabian Lee. Uh, that was to get the roster down, so the roster sat at 16 players. Two guys are on two-way contracts, so that could be 14 if you want to go that way, but they decided to uh, to waive TLC, and then the decision today was Cam or not, and they decided uh, they weren't able to get to an agreement. They were talking all the way up to it, but they were not able to come to an agreement on what Cam's value was, so he will hit restricted free agency. MLB playoffs, what a weekend oh, it was let's go, let's in go. Major League Baseball. Let me just first tell you real quick, Game 5 between the Yankees and the Guardians was supposed to begin literally right now. 
they're in a rain delay to start. The yes. weather forecast is not great in New York tonight, so they're gonna they really want to try to get this one in tonight. But it looks pretty sketchy how that's exactly gonna work. I mean, it's we'll past see. seven o'clock or it's past seven right now. So you, know, you got to feel it. they've got to have a timeline on when they get, that game would start to be able to get it in. There's got to be a feeling like, hey, if we can't get this thing going by nine o'clock, then we got to cancel it. Over the weekend, the Astros completed a three game sweep of the Seattle Mariners. Jeremy Pena, a homer in the 18th, 18th inning. inning in a scoreless game to it win was, the series. It was absolutely an incredible marathon matchup. The 18th inning affair between the Astros and the Mariners tied for the longest postseason game in Major League Baseball history with the Giants and the Nationals in 2014. Also the Braves and Astros in 2005 and the Astros and the Mariners in 2022. What an incredible game. Seattle, well, every, I, I was watching that game so closely and every game, they just couldn't get that run to win it and you kept thinking the Astros were finally going to get one but the Astros now await the winner of the Guardians and the Yankees. In the National League down go the Dodgers. The Dragon Slayers! Uh-huh, 111 wins and who cares? The Padres eliminated them over the weekend. Yeah and, and the Padres really struggled against the Giants you know throughout the season. I mean against the Dodgers. The Padres really the Padres were the 5 seed. The Phillies were the 6 seed and they're both in. So the Padres go to the NLCS for the first time since 1998. That's their first time there. An incredible, incredible series. That 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 crowd was the best I've seen in baseball this year. The Padres crowd, I've watched all of these games, or almost all of them. That was the best crowd that anybody's had in, uh, in, in it. That was the best atmosphere in San Diego. You owe me lunch. I owe you lunch. You owe me lunch. Yeah. And a, and a coffee, too, I think. <laughs> coffee and a lunch on Gambo. We had a Cardinals bet where you owe me a coffee. Give me that I Wolf think. commercial. I'll take a number two with cheese and a large coffee. <laughs> and then ah. the Phillies over the weekend eliminated the defending world champion Braves. They humiliated the Braves and their starting pitching. I mean, everybody for Philly hit over the weekend. They scored 24 runs in the four games. Harper, Reese, and they, they all and they hit. Shut out. Yeah. They, had, they scored 24 runs in four games, and they were shut out in game two. Um, yeah, they, they were hitting. I mean, Marsh was a great addition for them. JT Real Muto was great. Hoskins was great. Harper was great. They outscored Atlanta 17-4 to in games three and four. 17-4 to in the last two games. They were, just, they were the better team. And then, of course, yesterday, a Garrett Cole gem forced gem. the game five that we're waiting for tonight. He pitched very, very well. He kept giving up the leadoff hitter uh, and getting them on base. But Cole held Cleveland to two runs over seven innings, struck out eight, and maybe saved that bullpen because I imagine the Yankees are going to need it tonight. $324 million over nine years. They thought he was their missing piece. They went out and got him to try to win their first championship since 2009. He was money in those in those two games against Cleveland. Monday Night Football coming up tonight. You've got the Chargers and the Denver Broncos this evening to close out Week 6 oh, action. The Broncos... Oh, sorry, Mitch. You can skip it. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be on primetime next week or something. And then over the weekend, we had an all-time upset celebration. It cost Tennessee $100,000 they were fined, but it was probably worth every penny. Sixth-ranked Tennessee upset number three, yeah, Alabama, yeah. on Saturday. Un- unbelievable. Jalen Hyatt breaks Tennessee's record with five touchdown catches. They broke the single-game record. He, he was unbelievable. They were number eight, and they were undefeated. So it wasn't like a gigantic shocker, but still, when you beat Alabama, you stun everybody. Chase McGrath, 40-yard field goal, his time expired. Give me that kid on the Cardinals right now. I'll take him. <laughs> he had a 40-yard field goal and beat Bama, his time expires. 
I'll sign that kid up. Locally, Arizona lost to Washington over the weekend. ASU had the week off. I will tell you from SunDevilSource.com, they reported a couple of hours ago that a fully cleared Emory Jones will start for ASU at quarterback at Stanford and will not platoon with Trenton Bourget, though, in the words of Sean Aguano, um, a decision to use Bourget if Jones struggles remains a possibility I, against the Cardinal. I would imagine it just has to be a shorter leash on Emory Jones. Shorter leash, because I've got a kid behind you that seems very capable of helping us win football games, so if you can't get the job done, we have somebody else that can. And sticking local, the Coyotes 0-2 to start the season. They are back in action against the Maple Leafs. That game just about to get started on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Hang for Bedard, baby. Let's get another loss tonight. Oh and eighty two. Tank for Bedard. Uh, They'll still get the third pick. Tank for Bedard. Mitch is right. They're still going to get the third pick. It's. I'm sorry. Tank all you want. They're just. They do not have Lady Luck on their side. They are not going to get the first. Oh and eighty two. We could do it. <laughs> They're not. We could do it. Uh, not do it. Not gonna happen. That's your four. Yeah, I mean, you Montreal, Seattle, Chicago, Philly, Coyotes. Those are the teams that'll be trying to get them. When we come back here on Arizona Sports, Robbie Anderson, welcome to Arizona. Can you please help fix this broken offense? <laughs> That's next. Burns and Gambo. Here we go. Click. Yeah. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go, let's go, let's go. The humiliation of yesterday's loss to Seattle was almost very quickly this morning replaced by news in rapid-fire fashion about the Arizona Cardinals. And it, it felt like for a minute there, like it was happening really fast and it was coming really, really quickly. Um, first, the news that, well, I mean, in no particular order, we had learned that Hollywood Brown might be out for the season, potentially. We learned that the Cardinals made a trade for Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. We then learned that Hollywood Brown might not be out for the rest of the season at all. It might just be six weeks, and it's not as bad as everybody thought. We found out Justin Pugh is going to be out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. I mean, it was just what Matt Amendola got released today. DeAndre Hopkins got activated today. It was a very newsy day. Let's start with the trade for Robbie Anderson because clearly the Cardinals felt like they were going to be without Hollywood Brown for a while and they needed to do something with their wide receiver core. Yeah, you know, Matt Anderson was a, was a, a Matt Rule guy. He played for Temple. He was undrafted in college, went to the Jets, signed a, a contract, played well, signed a contract with Carolina for a couple of years uh, and like $20 million with like 10 plus guaranteed. Um, but he, he was reunited with Matt Rule. And I think when Matt Rule left and I don't know, I think that he saw eye to eye with Wilkes and, and obviously he got kicked out of the game yesterday. I think everybody who watches football knows that. He got dismissed and got sent to the locker room. And, and Wilkes said, no one person's bigger than the team. But afterwards, he had, you know, Anderson had said, I don't want to get traded. They trade him. That creates roughly $9.7 million in dead cap money for them over the next two years. But they get a couple of draft picks from the Arizona Cardinals. They get a sixth-round pick in 2024, and they get a seventh-round pick in 2025. For the Cardinals, Bernsey, with Hollywood Brown out, it's like, listen— 
We we got to do something right now to win this game against New Orleans and salvage our season because if if, if, if any more losses, then it's going to become very very difficult for them to come back from a, a three game deficit of five hundred or four yeah. game deficit. You're just creating too big of a hole. So that's a desperate move to get him in and have him help right away. No, that's you know what that's exactly the word. It is desperation. It reeks of desperation. It stinks of desperation because last year they lose Max Williams. All right. And they're in the middle of a special season. They're in the middle of the kind of season where you go, you know what? Let's give up a draft pick to go get Zach Ertz. Why? We might be the best team in football and we don't want to mess with this. This is the exact opposite situation to the point where a couple more weeks like this, a loss on Thursday to New Orleans, and we're all going to be in here like, man, what are you doing giving up draft picks for wide receivers? This season is OVA. It's done. It's done, and there's nothing worth sacrificing picks for. They obviously still believe, whether they're right or wrong, they obviously still believe that this season is still worth sacrificing picks for. That this there's season... There's 11 games left. I, there's so much football left. Mm. It's debatable whether they're right. I'll be honest. This season doesn't... They've played 366 minutes of football, Gambo. They've had the lead for about 15 minutes so far this season. 15 out of 366. And yet to them, they feel like this is something worth saving because what they're giving up, I mean, it's a sixth round pick two years from now. It's a seventh round pick three years from now. It's not a second day pick. It's, you know, you'll get, you know, you probably feel with compensatory picks and stuff. You'll make that up. But no, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame them because there's 11 games left now. You know, if the season ends up, you know, on the wrong end and you end up going, you know, six and 11, you might sit back and, you know, you don't have Robbie Anderson come back next year. Like, damn, I'd really rather have those two draft picks, even though they're not great draft picks. They're always used to help you move up in deals and stuff like that. So they're kind of valuable, right? You always see that. Well, you know, you moved you moved up 12 spots to get a guy you liked and you gave up a sixth round pick. You moved up five spots to get a guy you like. You gave up a seventh round pick. So they are valuable in some ways, but they're not in they're not in the same year. They're in different years. Cliff Kingsbury today, this move went down before he addressed the media. So he was able to answer questions about it. He was asked directly, hey, you lost Hollywood Brown. Is the Anderson trade in response to that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I had an opportunity to get a guy to bring some speed and, and um, that dynamic that Hollywood has. And uh, so we'll kind of see where he fits in. And just for the long term, uh, with guys getting hurt, we need some more uh, wideouts in here. Now, again, originally thought to be the season. Now you're here in six weeks for Hollywood Brown. If you're, if what you're hearing is accurate, his first game back after the bye would be after the bye Monday, December 12th against the New England Patriots, a game that for now is scheduled for Monday Night Football. That's got flex written all over it. If, if things keep going the way they're going for the Cardinals, that's got flex out written all over it for the Cardinals on that Monday think Night about, game. Think about this year's wide receiver. So Hopkins is suspended for six games. Wesley out for the year. Isabella gets cut. Um, Hollywood Brown hurt. He's only going to play in six games, and he may miss the rest of the season. He's going to miss at least six more. It's been a disaster. Rondale Moore started Rondale the season Moore missed hurt. the first couple of games. The f- missed the first three games, yes. I think, when it was all said. It's been a disaster. And A.J. Green, it's like, why, is he, why are you even on the team? Look, there were some people. Why were you even here? There were some people who were wondering if the reason why the Cardinals traded for Robbie Anderson was because they were going to cut A.J. Green. I, that, that's that speculation fired up really early when it would, when it got out that Robbie Anderson had been traded here. It's like, hey, maybe they're cutting AJ Green because he's he's been pointless. 
It's, but he's had like two catches a game. I, I, and I, I get it. He once back in the day was great. In this system right now, at this stage in history, he's pointless. He's got he ten, serves no purpose for the Cardinals. He's got Cardinals. 10 catches for 56 yards in five games. Didn't play in one game. So two catches per game. I mean, I sent that email to you. I said, is it time to cut A.J. Green? Maybe give him a chance to hook on with somebody else? Like, you know, may, I mean, just maybe. Now, you can't get anything for him. You wouldn't get anybody to give you a seventh-round pick for him. But you just wonder if it's just... Now, but the problem is you don't have any bodies. Well, that's why you can't cut him. You can't cut him because you just need guys. You need you need bodies. You need, you need bodies. You need people out there. Because, the, look, I, I'm excited about Hop coming back, too. But at this point, A, this offense is so broken, we can't expect him to fix it the minute he walks to the door. And number two, he hasn't played football in a year. It's going to take him a while. He's not just going to come on and, and go from Clark Kent to Superman in one game. And, 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 look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he has 12 catches for 140 yards and two touchdowns. I got to think it's going to take him a while to kind of get into this. So, Clifton. Today, back to Robbie Anderson. Could he be ready by Thursday night football? Here's what Cliff said. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, we'll get him in, see what we can fit in once again um, without getting on the grass, actually going full speed. We want to make sure that he's confident when he's out there. Uh, so if, if he does play, it would be a limited package. If he I mean, does maybe, play, yeah, limited maybe, package. Maybe Wilkes knew that he was trading him, so he sent him to the to – the, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> I'm trading you right after this game is over. Just go to the bench. Yeah. Should be fresh. He didn't play a whole lot. The short wait. Any – go ahead. Any, I, I don't think so, but I'm going to ask you. Any regret in cutting Andy Isabella now, knowing that Hollywood Brown's out for the year? Um. Oh. I, no. Okay. Not really. I mean, it, it's just the teeniest, tiniest bitch is because they need bodies and he's familiar with the system, but not a lot. No. He was a warm body. Not a lot. He was. He was body. He would have He would have filled the roster spot, but no, not a, not a lot of regret about that. Um, and then, of course, the other news of the day, D-Hop officially activated. Again, we'll see. You know, I'm sure he's raring to go, and I'm sure he's in great shape. I don't know if he's in football shape, and it's been a while since he played, so I don't know what to expect out of him right out of the shoots, but this idea that he's a savior, you know, this offense is way too gone for him to just come in and fix everything. Number two, Justin Pugh, out for the year, ACL injury. That was confirmed today. Yeah, a tough blow. Such a good player. Tough blow, especially when you consider, I think Hudson's going to be dipping in and out of the lineup all season long mm. with his injuries. So that middle to left side of your offensive line, right, could be real shaky ground for the rest of the year with no pew and an in and out Rodney Hudson. I checked on Cody Ford. A lot of people ask me about Cody Ford. I'm telling, I'm saying, I'm, I'm hearing it's going to be close. Like he, he could play. Okay. He might be able to come back Thursday. It'll be close. So obviously, Obviously, he's close. If he misses, if he misses this game Thursday, he'd probably be back for the next one. But he is getting very close to playing. And Matt Amendola, at least today. How about that? How about that? <laughs> yeah, a week too late. A week late, and Matt Amendola. Short. A week Look, late. I'd bet you another coffee. He's not going to kick again in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. If you want to bet that. No, no, no. I hate to like you no. know. I'll have, I'll have you bring me a cappuccino later in the week. That's that's good. We're, we're fine. I yeah. owe you. Yeah, you owe All me. Right. You owe me a coffee because uh, yeah, that, yeah. that didn't work out real well. When we come back here on the Burns and Gambo show, the Arizona Cardinals offense has it become too? Oh, what's the word? Predictable. That's next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Love you. Let's go. Let's be the best. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
All right, it's 4.30. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. We, we've got a bunch out there right now. There's two we want to get an update on that aren't either one that we introduced at 2.30. So let's turn it over to Eric. Let's get an update. One Suns, one on the Cardinals. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Eric, take it away. All right. This one is the Suns one. Quick, quick and simple. How are you feeling about the Suns not extending Cam Johnson? Four options. Good, indifferent, upset, and furious. Upset. I'm furious about the Cardinals getting humiliated yesterday. I'm upset Cam Johnson didn't sign a contract extension, but I'm not surprised. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to. I can't feel good about it. So it has to be upset. Upset. Yeah. You Unless you're indifferent. indifferent to it. Yeah. But I'm not indifferent to it. I, I, I it, No, it, we like him. We uh, want him to stay. I so. want him to stay. I wanted this to be done. I don't want this to hang over anybody's head. Because I, I think, and I mentioned this on Twitter, I think he's going to get a big time offer sheet next year. I really do. I, I think you pay for shooters, and I think he's going to get paid. What, what's our audience say? 44% going with you guys saying upset. In a close second place, though, 39% are saying indifferent. 13% are saying furious. 4% saying good. Now, we did have have a Cardinals poll question. You can find that on at Burns and Gambo. But we also had an open-ended one where we posed a question to Cardinals fans saying, what irks you the most about this team at this current moment? I'm going to read them off for you. Feel free to chime in whenever. From Richard Flick, simply put the letter K for Kime, Kingsbury, Kyler. I think there's a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. From Daryl McKinney, that I wasted over $600 and took my son to go watch the game. To see in Seattle, can you imagine I, I, flying to Seattle to watch that? Okay, but what? A, that's a great experience with your kid. You got to go to Seattle. I'm sure you guys had a great like breakfast and lunch and dinner. And <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily Seattle. I think he might be a season ticket holder or something. Because oh. it's just in general, not just right now. Okay. He might just take his son to a Cardinals game. They Is he talking about home. going? He went to the Seattle game though. He, he just said he took his kid to the game for. $600 and okay. not enjoy it. I would think that he went to the game yesterday. Yeah. The game wasn't here. I, I would guess that he went to the game and I would, I'd be miserable if I spent money to go see that game in Seattle right now. I don't care if I was with my entire family. I'd be like, oh man, that's what I spent my money on? Mm, not good. Not good. All right, what else? From Mike Rogers, it's uh, number one, Kime, number two, Cliff, and number three, A.J. Green. Ugh. Okay. See, you can't count. You should have never counted on AJ Green to really help. He's just a guy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's no. You never should have. All right, one more from Eric, my namesake, but not me. For me, it's Kyler's performance. Even if the plays are bad, with the money he's making, he should still be able to make things happen. He's missing open receivers, and the awareness is just yes. not there. That one makes sense. Yes, that one makes. And you know what? That's actually a good lead-in for our conversation because that one makes and and not by design. We didn't do it deliberately either. That would make sense because, like, of all the guys, he's the one that when he's great, you can kind of rise above this, right? Like, he's the one that if he plays well, you can win games because he's playing well. And outside of a fourth quarter against the Raiders, which the further we get away from that, the luckier it looks, right? Like, that, the more we get away from that game, it looks like they just got really lucky that day in Las Vegas. And then the Carolina game, and Carolina's awful, terrible. They've already fired their coach. Kyler hasn't done the things to elevate his team in no, these moments. No. And, and that's what you expect from a guy who makes a contract Yeah, like listen, that. I mean, is you know, you're going to say it's on everyone, but there's a, you know, if you pie chart the, if you pie chart it, I mean, I would say the majority of the blame goes with Kyler, his inability to really, to, to make things happen. You're a premier, you're supposed to be a premier quarterback in this league, and you're not getting your team in the end zone. That's on you. 
Yeah. Yep. And it's on Cliff or it's on Kyler and it hasn't mostly happened yet. Mostly on Kyler. I mean, it's mostly on, now it's on Cliff, it's on Kime, uh, but I would think that the majority of the blame, if I'm pie charting it, goes to Kyler. I mean, you're the one with the ball in your hands. You can make stuff happen and you're not getting that team in the end zone. You used the word earlier, regressed. He's, he's, he's regressed. He's regressed. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been, it's been pretty obvious to see he hasn't been the same guy. Our own Dan Bickley today on ArizonaSports.com. Free, baby. Wrote a column, Seattle not a get-right game. He called it a get-gone. Ouch. As in the only one relevant question that remains to those who are still interested, will owner Michael Bidwell recognize his head coach is so overmatched by NFL standards that he can't generate offense in week six of year four with a hand-picked franchise quarterback? Will Bidwell recognize that Kingsbury is not even the best head coach on his staff? Yeah, and I know we're going to talk a lot about Bidwell later, but I think one of the things that he said is, is look, Kingsbury knew Hopkins would be suspended for six games, dating back to May of 2022. You had, and this is a point you've made so many times. You've had months to prepare for his absence, and the offense looks clueless, as it did last season. I don't understand how you can't figure that out. We're not going to have Hopkins for six games, and then you play six games, and your offense is terrible. It's not you can't. You've got six touchdowns from Kyler Murray passing in six games. You know, Seattle gave up forty-five points to the Lions, thirty-nine points to the Saints. They're not good defensively. They gave up fourteen hundred yards in their last three games, and yet you can't get you can't get in the end zone against them. Yeah, you can't score an offensive touchdown against Seattle. You had all this time to prepare for no DeAndre Hopkins. And what did you come up with? This is what you came up with? That's the best you could do? I mean, it's almost like you didn't prepare. It's almost like I I can't imagine you spent all summer trying to figure out how to play without DeAndre Hopkins. And this is the end result. Yeah. Yeah, this is what you came up with. This is what you decided would be. And, and that's when the one, you read like these anonymous scouts and their take on the Cardinals, and that's not today necessarily, but just over the last several months and the last several weeks. And one of the things that's often said about Cliff is that, man, he, once he's got his plan, he doesn't have like a plan B or a plan C. Like, uh, okay, this is my game plan, and when they take it away from me, then what do I do? And it's the then what do I do part where Cliff, many people around the league just think he isn't very good at his job, right? He isn't good enough to come up with the, okay, they've taken away my main option. What else have I got? Whether it's in-game or whether it's in-season, the lack of adjustments for Cliff Kingsbury is something that really stands out to the opposition. Well, losing DeAndre Hopkins is the ultimate, okay, make an adjustment. Figure something else out. Gambo. And you had a lot of time. It wasn't like he got hurt in week three and you had a game coming up and you you had a week to change it, right? You had all, you had all off season, off season, yeah, all off season in Hollywood Brown and bringing back James Conner, bringing back Zach Ertz, and this is what you came. Well, up to with. Bickley's point, he said, "Listen, he was he's been wholly convinced that Kingsbury's not ready for the magnitude of this job. He isn't a natural born leader. He isn't a good play caller. He isn't good under pressure. And it all started in the collapse of 2020 uh, when he waved the white flag in the final five minutes of a potential playoff clinching game against the Rams when he called an option play on third and 18 with an injured quarterback. So like he's you know." Bix of the belief that Cliff Kingsbury is not ready to coach at this level. And there's definitely a, is it more on Cliff and the play calls or more on Kyler and the inability to execute the plans? I mean, is it possible that Cliff's calling good plays and Kyler just can't read it and go through progressions? Or is it Cliff's not designing plays that are more suited to what Kyler's strengths are? I mean, it's got to be, listen, it, there's got to be something. If you're, if you're drawing up plays and they're not working for Kyler, you've got to come up with different plays. Yes. 
these aren't working for you. I got to come up with something different. And all the plays can't be, I'm going to throw it behind the line of scrimmage to somebody. Because that's not getting you anywhere either. So I think it's definitely on both guys and, you know, which one shares more of the blame, I don't know. But I will just say this, as the head coach, if you're drawing up plays for your quarterback and those plays are not being run or executed successfully, you got to scrap it and come up with different plays that can work for him. Yep, to the point where he was asked today on the Wolf and Luke show if he would consider giving up play calling. Definitely, yeah, whatever it takes to win, um, whatever it takes to score points, um, that's, you know, anything goes in this league and and, and so we'll, we'll examine all avenues obviously on a short week that, that'd be tough to, to go by but right. we'll see how things go and um, whatever it takes to, to make us you know get better I'm all for it so translated yeah I think about it no probably <laughs> not this week right. but yeah I think about it it was a real good call from Bick and and it, it it just paints this picture of an organization that is just who who are you you know who 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 are you no identity be? what are you about no what identity. Is the identity. No. What is I mean? What is the identity of this football team? And you know, two and four with a game on Thursday. I mean, we all know this. You're in danger of of dropping three games under 500. And for all intent and purposes, you're probably you're not coming back from that. Adam Sandler is coming to the Footprint Center on December 11th. Tickets now on sale. You can win a pair of tickets. He's a by funny guy. Heading to the contest page. He Adam he Sandler, is a funny guy. Very funny guy. You can uh, win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. It's finally here. The return of DeAndre Hopkins on Thursday, and he's going to come in and fix everything. Right? Right? That's next here on Arizona Sports. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday in Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Well, I think I might kick in this situation after you get a turnover early on and get the points, but the Cardinals will go for it four minutes in. Fourth and two on the Bears' 20. Back to throw goes Tyler. Looks right, throws a deep ball right side in the end zone, and it's caught! Touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Tyler Murray with the dime on fourth down. DeAndre Hopkins' last touchdown reception with the Arizona Cardinals. December 5th, 2021 against the Chicago Bears. At that moment, the Cardinals were 10-2 and and on top of the football world. And it has been a nosedive ever since. It has been. It has been nothing but a nosedive ever since for this football What is their overall record since that game? So they were 10-2. and and they ended up what eleven and six. They ended up eleven and six. Yes. So that's one win and four losses. They one win. win and five losses when you count the playoff game. So one and five. One win and three and nine. So they're one and five, including the playoffs, and they're what two and four now. Three and nine. Three and nine. They're three and nine <laughs> since they were ten and two, and on top of the football world, they had a two game lead. After that game, they had a two-game lead in the conference, not just in the division, but in the conference for the best record in the NFC. Since then, they've lost nine of their last that 12 games. Is that a winning percentage? That would be a, you are correct. Woo! That would be a 250 winning percentage. In the last 12 games, they've got a 250 winning percentage. Yep. And who have they beaten? Who have they beaten? Who have they beaten? Well, I'm glad you asked. Carolina, they, they beat the, the Raiders, they saw the Dallas Cowboys, the Raiders, and the Panthers. Those are the three teams they've beaten in those 12 games. The Cowboys last year mm-hmm. on the road, um, and this year against the Raiders and the Panthers. 
So from so that's right. The Cowboys were the only win they had because they lost to the Colts on Christmas Day. They lost to Seattle. The Lions. They lost to the Lions. The Rams a couple of times in the playoffs and in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, and then wow. that happened three this wins year. and nine losses in the last twelve games. So the consistent in all of that has been no DeAndre Hopkins. No, obviously, you know he got he got hurt the next week, and and we, we have hardly seen him since that touchdown catch on December fifth, two thousand twenty one. He's back, activated today in a corresponding roster move. The team cut kicker Matt Amendola. Do they look to add another kicker? I don't know. We'll talk more about the kicking situation later, or maybe Matt Prater is ready. But let's not bury the lead here. The suspension for DeAndre Hopkins for using the before. Performance enhancers. It is over. Yeah. He is back. He's not played a significant football game beginning to end in a long, long time. There's a lot of pressure on him. Tons of pressure on him, right? So much pressure on him. Yeah, because everybody thinks that, okay, like it's your only saving grace is that he, it's the only hope you have. Yes. To be honest with you, now, now it's probably wrong to, to put all of that pressure and hope on him. He's one guy. He's one player. Mm-hmm. You know, he may touch the ball six or seven times a game. That's it. I mean, but there's a lot of pressure that he's going to be, you said savior, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of pressure on him. Like, okay, now that he's back, the offense will be, but what if it's not? Right. What if there's so many problems that can't be fixed just by the return of DeAndre? And I tend to think that. I tend to think that there's so much wrong that just the return of DeAndre Hopkins is not enough. But if you're, look, if you're holding out hope for a hero, come on, Body Tyler here. If you're holding out for a hero, DeAndre Hopkins is your hero. There's, you, you, there's might be people that think that, okay, he's, once he comes back, everything's going to be back to normal again. I don't think so, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've talked about it so many times. Okay, we can almost do it by memory now, right? Like, just survive. Just survive. Survive these six games without him. Beat, survive was three and three. I know. Be that three and three. Four. But this is, okay, and it's not just even the record, all right? Like, it's one thing to say, well, really, what's the difference between three and three and two and four? And we can have a conversation that there's really not that much of a difference between that. It's how they've played without DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like, to think, and we, we ranted about this earlier, to think that They're DeAndre Hopkins is just going to come in and that's it. Everything's back to where it was and everything's fine. No, 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 no. They've got. They're not close to the to what you just said a second ago. They're not close to being one player away. Got to get him. Got to get Connor back. Got to get D. Will back. I mean, you just gotta. You gotta get uh, Robbie Anderson up to speed. You got to figure out this offensive line now with Hudson. He's been out and Pew's out for the, like. This uh, can Cody Ford come back? Like this just. Man, it's a lot to put on one guy when there's so many other issues facing this football team right, right now. I, look, I have no idea how good they're going to be with him. None. They should never be this bad without him. Never. They should never. That's I, a given. And, and you've been harping on that, and you're 100% right. That that is the ultimate failure for this organization is their inability to play games without DeAndre Hopkins. And there were a lot of times that I played with DeAndre Hopkins. It was a very one-dimensional offense. Throw the ball up to DeAndre. We're going to line him up on one side of the field. He's just going to stay there, and uh-huh. you're just going to throw it up to him. Uh-huh. Hope he comes down with a play. Now, I'll give Cliff credit. He might not know how to fix it, but at least he's acknowledging that they have more problems than Hop's return could fix. No, I think you can watch you know, how we're playing offensively and see there's there's more to it than that. But he definitely brings a dynamic that uh, any team would want to have. I mean, we have a true number one um, like that, and a playmaker that defenses have to be aware of each and every snap. It, it makes a difference in, in scheme and play calling, things of that nature. But we, we have more issues than that that we've got to correct, and we can't expect him just to be the savior. I mean, we're all excited to have him and what he brings and competitor 
he is and all those things, but we've got a lot that we've got to get better at. Especially consider this. All right, so he initially got hurt in week eight of last year. So between November 7th of 2021 and then this Wednesday's game, he has played in two games, one against the Bears, one against the Rams, and that's it. He, he has played two games and had seven catches in those two games basically for the last 11 months. He's not going to be, I don't think, in a position to come in and dominate a game after sitting for that long. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's otherworldly freaky and he can come in and be that good right away. He might have to have that for them to win right now. He might. Hollywood Brown is out. Yeah. James, and, you know, James Conner didn't play this week. Darrell Williams didn't play this week. Your two running backs have got this great opportunity, this golden opportunity to run on that trash Seattle defense. <laughs> 18 carries for 44 yards. I know. I know. You know what? We're like, we've talked about this game so many different ways. I, I, we've mentioned it maybe once or twice. Eno, Keontae. This was your Keontae moment. Had three carries. I know. Okay. This, but Eno, for Eno, this he, was, that, your that was your moment. moment. Yeah. Run all over these guys. Everybody's running all over these guys. Couldn't, Couldn't do, it. do it. Couldn't do it. And it's not like they fell so far behind that they had to abandon the run. I mean, that was 6-3, I mean, it wasn't like you were chasing this huge deficit all day and kind of, okay, just got to throw no, all day No, they didn't abandon the run. They just weren't very good. They weren't very good at it. So this was, that was a golden opportunity for, for Eno Benjamin to kind of, hey, here I am. He just didn't take advantage of it. Now, you can say it's the offensive line, what all you want, but, I mean, it was, there's been a lot of really good running backs that have run behind crappy offensive lines. Yep. We're see, that guy, see that Hall of Fame guy from Detroit from many years ago. <laughs> I, might, I like that guy. I like that guy a lot. We're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes on legendary UFC champ Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and for your chance to win. At the end of the day, how much of the blame for this rests on Kyler Murray? And should we worry about the release of Modern Warfare 2? Why'd you have to throw that in there, Mitch? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show.